0: is my all-sufficient guide for faith and conduct hallelujah living convinced living water changes everything one life at a time got ahead of myself But that's what we're talking about. Even as we have been talking about the greatness of God and the Holy Spirit, it is about God changing lives one life at a time. Because when the water comes, everything changes. California right now is in one of the worst droughts we've ever experienced in our nation. But may I tell you, I believe this natural thing that God has allowed to happen is a more deeper thing of a spiritual issue in our country. That is, we better get on our knees and cry out to a God who is the source. Could you imagine the reaction and the soaking? if California would all of a sudden have two weeks of rain, do you know, if we need that kind of physical rain, how much more we need the rain of His Spirit on us? How much more we need to be saturated in the Holy Spirit? I tell you that Doing things the way we've always done is not going to cut it, taking us into when God calls us home. God is calling the church to a purging and to a cleansing and to a walking by His Spirit with power. And when the Lord comes like that, it changes everything. Everything is changed. So we're getting ready to look now at this last piece of fruit. And again, we say fruit because it's not fruits. Because you don't just get one when the Holy Spirit comes. Now, it is true, you may have one fruit that is more developed or easier, comes more uh, natural. And you know, that's because of if you look in Galatians chapter 5... You back up to verse 16, we're going to read this one, 522 through, uh, uh, tw- through 25, actually. But as we read this, we realize that this uh, fleshly nature is still something we must crucify. Because although the Spirit of God has come in and given life, we still have the flesh which we must reckon to be dead that's what the scripture says so let's look starting at verse number 22 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and Self-control against such things, there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So as we look at this passage of Scripture, there are some key things that I'm wanting us to look at today number one i want us to look at as we look and consider these last fruits that these fruits are not something that are of the natural man you have a long list of things starting at 17 that talk about the natural man the flesh and what it desires Look there, 17 through uh, 21, and look at the things that your flesh will bring about naturally. They're not good. If, if you can compare, you can't even say that it's, it would be rotten fruit or, or fruit that is distorted. It's not fruit at all. It has not even the consistency of fruit. So that's what I want you to see. It's so diametrically opposed, what God is doing won't even be anything like the flesh. And that's what we need to see. And that's why it concerns me in our nation. Because it it seems that we, in our blessing, in all our, our gifts that God's given us, we really sometimes feel that we can say, God, we really can set your Holy Spirit aside. We've got this. We'll save people. We'll bring them in the church. We're smart enough. We can have enough going on. We can entertain them enough. They'll come into the church and somehow by osmosis they'll be saved. And it doesn't happen that way. You say, well, it's uncomfortable to sometimes talk about the things of God. Yes, that uncomfortableness is a place for God to bring a drawing and a contrast. If there's no contrast, there's no reason to change. If there's no reason that there's a difference, there's no reason to change. The church doesn't need to become more like the world. The church needs to become like Jesus. The church needs to grab a hold of more of his spirit in this last day. And as I look at this, I say, Lord, you've heard me say, if you haven't heard this, write it down. It's not unique to me, but as I have been in my study I have found a definition of holiness that is absolutely spot on. You've heard me say it before here at North Lake. Holiness is the absence of self and the presence of Christ. That's what holiness is. You and I cannot be holy. We cannot manufacture and manipulate. We can't serve God long enough that we start to manufacture holiness. It isn't in us. It is only Jesus in us. The only way holiness comes is a work of him in us. And when we allow him to be in us, it is there that we have holiness. Well, may I say to you today regarding the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is if holiness is the absence of self and the presence of Christ, the fruit of the spirit is the absence of self and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what the fruit and the is all about you will never be able to manufacture fruit. You can sit and all you want. You will never produce an apple in the spirit. (laughs) The only thing you may create is a hernia doing it. (laughs) And and, and the, the sad point of it is, there's lots of the church in America that thinks that they can to somehow be hard enough to manufacture the things of God. We need a genuine move of His Spirit where there's genuine fruit and genuine moving of the power of God. We're in a a situation where, number one, I've told you before, they know what a phony is. These wonderful, fine uh, churches that we build... I I, don't, I want to be careful of my heart. I thank God for every church that is preaching and teaching and encouraging people in the word of God, but I am concerned for my country. I am concerned when I hear so many pulpits across the nation that somehow have this thing that if you just come and just say the magic words and do what we do, that somehow that equates to the Holy Spirit's transformational power. God, we need your transformational power. God, we need you to move in us in a way that brings witness to the world. That's the first thing I want to talk to you about. As I look at these fruits, for faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are uh, lots of things that I grew up uh, on my grandpa's piece of property. I literally could go up there, and I was there for one summer. I was 12 years old. I spent the whole summer there, almost two and a half months. I remember literally going out the door in the morning And anytime I was hungry, I just made my way to a different piece of property, part of the property. Peaches, pears, apples, plums, cherries, strawberries, uh, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries. If you got tired of the fruit, there were vegetables, there were nut trees, everything. My grandfather was an incredible husbandman. He could grow anything, and I mean it was good, but as I looked at these three words, I said, Lord, I remember a time that my grandmother at 12 years old, bless her heart, I must have really tried her that year. (laughs) I I mean, I think of how I am now with pent-up energy, and I can't imagine my poor grandmother With, with me at 12 years old. But I, I specifically go to these fruits because I remember that while I was there, the raspberries, the blueberries, and the strawberries were in full bloom. Now, I want to tell you, if you've never picked raspberries or blueberries or strawberries and you want to do something other than feed yourself... It takes faithfulness, it takes gentleness, and it takes self control. <laughs> and I'll tell you, at 12 years old, I had a not a one, <laughs> I didn't have any of them. I wasn't faithful enough. I wanted the pie. I wanted the raspberry jelly. I wanted the blueberry pie, but I wasn't faithful enough to sit there for the hour. Every blueberry I picked, I thought this is going to take from now till eternity to fill. (laughs) And then if it wasn't me lacking faithfulness, I thought, I've got an idea. I've got this figured out. Grandma's doing this way too slow. So I'd grab a bunch and yank. Well, how many of you know when you're picking raspberries, the only thing you do if you don't have gentleness is make a big mush mess? And so grandmother had to come back to me and say, Brian, you can't pick them like that. You got to be gentle. Yeah, but it but I'm not faithful enough to bring the gentleness. (laughs) I just got to have it. I got to get it done. And then the other thing. (laughs) Yeah, this is the hardest one. This is the one that still is an area that if I'm not walking by the Spirit, that was the, remember, three things, key words. Look at your scripture verse again. Walk by, it says walk by the Spirit twice twice. And then it says, led by the Spirit once. That's not for uh, just uh, happenstance or just, just because. That's there because if we aren't yielding to the Holy Spirit, we will not get His help. Are you wondering where the lack of power in your life is? If you don't invite God in and ask Him to do it, you will never experience it. He'll just let you wear yourself out. He'll let you continue to fight and try and fuss. And you say, God, why aren't you moving? All you gotta do is ask and get out of the way. So here I am, self-control, at 12 years old. Man, as soon as I got that strawberry in my hand, I could not think about the end result of a pie. I had to taste the strawberry. And how many of you know... Once that strawberry's in your mouth, if it's really good and you're in a patch of them, look out because all you're going to do is sit there and find the next strawberry to stuff in. And that's what happened at 12 years old. I just lacked the self control to make the pie. The pie was in the pie hole, <laughs> everything was going in the pie hole. None was being left for the pie. <laughs> So faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, these do not come naturally in our life. They will not come. Three important things. Our witness, write these words down. Three important things from this study this morning. Number one, our witness. Number two, our belonging. And number three, the importance, all of these relating to the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Let's look at this first one as a witness. Man, oh man, if there's one thing that we need in the world today, it is a witness of the greatness of God again. We have lost the greatness of God. We have run through everything in all of our blessings. And God still has allowed America to be blessed. It is still a great nation, although we see the erosion daily. Because we have turned our face against God. And we have said, I'll do it. I know how to do it. And when we do that, we do not see a witness of God's Spirit. If we are to ever see the witness of God in, this, in, the, in our natural lifetime, you need the fruit of God in your life. Because without it, people won't see Jesus. Jesus. If the fruit of the Spirit is not developing in your Christian walk, it will will blind people no matter how much you tell them. Doesn't matter. You can speak your mind all day long if they don't see fruit on the leaves. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 says If I can understand everything and have not love, I am a resounding gong. And that's what we become when we lack the fruit of the Spirit. Doesn't matter what you know, doesn't matter if it's truth. If there's no fruit in your life of the Spirit of God, people just see you as an annoying gong. We've got to have the Holy Spirit at work in us, He's developing fruit. And how do you do that? Well, you have to not only have the witness, you've got to belong. Now, let's look at this. Go back to our passage of Scripture, verse 24. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus, man, I'm telling you, the witness of your fruit will not happen until you belong to the family. Get that? you got to belong. When when you belong to a family, after a while you start to know all the, the stories of the family. You start to know the history. You start to take on the family name and the importance of that name. You start to take on the characteristics of the mom and dad and brothers and sisters that have been together because you belonged to that family. How much more is it in the spiritual realm in the church of God? If we truly, this is the importance of me telling you, it can't be just a magical prayer and that we just make good people who have never truly experienced salvation. You say, oh, come on, Pastor Brian, that doesn't happen. Uh, Billy Graham, bless his heart, I don't know when the Lord may take him, but I know what, one of the things he said in an interview was, I am convinced 80% of the country in the United States has the gospel here, but only 20% have it here. That's a huge six-inch drop. That's the largest six-inch drop they'll ever be. It doesn't matter if people have heard the gospel and if they've even acknowledged it or if they come in and they become like part of the club if they have not had the six-inch drop. There has to be a new birth there has to be a transformation. There has to be a taking on of the name of Jesus. There has to be a taking on of his name, of his family, of who he is. And when that happens, it says in Ezekiel 26:36, he will give you his spirit. He'll take out your old heart, he'll give you a new heart. And he places his spirit there. That is where the fruit of the spirit starts to develop. No, I can't have self-control on my own. And there are times when driving in the car is my biggest test of whether I'm being led and walking in the spirit. And there was a time on vacation where Jill, bless her heart, looked over at me and said, What's wrong with you? We have been together long enough, I knew exactly what she meant. And although, in my flesh, there's another thing to write down when someone tells you the truth, I will tell you, when you first hear it in your flesh, it's not positive. I didn't feel like saying, oh, honey, thank you so much. I just, I felt like saying, man, I'm out of (laughs) here. Hey, I'm human. But you know what? As it sat there and the Holy Spirit began to deal with me, I realized that I was not walking and being led by the Spirit. Come on, pastor, we're talking about driving. It can't be like that. Yes, it is. It's that practical. If you're not led and walking in the Spirit in all you do, it will not produce the, the fruit of God. And I will tell you, I had a few moments before Jill reminded me that we're not fruitful. <laughs> there was no fruit on the tree. But here's the wonderful thing about God. As soon as I said, Lord, she's right, forgive me, I'm sorry, that is true. Help me to walk in your spirit. Man, the fruit started coming out like like the, the trees at my grandfather's place. It was just full of fruit. Packed. Because that's how God is. That's how God does it. It's not anything we do, it's what He does. We just yield and praise God He does it. So we need that witness and we need that belonging and you can't have the witness without the belonging. If there's going to be a witness, and, and please understand that if we're ever to stand, if we're ever to see the power of God, it will only be through the Spirit of God in us. Not by religion. Religion will kill you. Relationship with Jesus sets people free. All right, the last thing that I want to talk to you about is the importance. And I want to go, I I may reference back to these, but I hope you've got all three of them written down. Our witness, our belonging, the importance. Because I want to move to something now and look a little further into God's Word other than just our main text. I want to look at Jesus as our pattern. In everything we do, you've heard me say this, We can always look to the Son of God who has walked before us an example, a a walking out. He has done it all. He set an example for us to follow. And, And when I say that, you say, yeah, but he was the Son of God. Yes, but he laid aside. He laid down his godly attributes. He was fully man. And he relied on his Father and the Holy Spirit. So he set a pattern for us. You say, well, I would have done that too if I was the Son of God. No, you've missed the point. Again, in the study of the Holy Spirit, remember I said, Jesus himself said, it's for your benefit I go to the Father. Because as long as I stay here, I'm confined to just this. But if I go to the Father, He's sending the Holy Spirit. And in Him, He's powerful enough to fill every person, every woman, every child, every adult. And in that, you see the power of God. In Him, working. The importance of this. Jesus is our pattern. I want to take us to the Gospel of John just for a moment. Because in the Gospel of John, in these scriptures that we're going to look at, we see these three fruits. This fruit of the Spirit, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you ever thought gentleness and self-control was weak, you don't know what standing in the Spirit of God is. So we're going to look, as we look to Jesus as our pattern, at John, starting at chapter 18. I want us to look at verse 10 and 11 first. This is in the garden. Peter, great guy. He's out there. He's me as 12 years old. No control. Sometimes he's me now. No control. <laughs> but here it is. He's in the garden. Jesus has told him all of these things and the other disciples true, too. He's tried to explain to them that, look, he's, he's getting ready. He's, he's going to go where they can't go. He's going to be giving his life. But they didn't understand it. They couldn't comprehend it. And here, Simon Peter jumps up in verse number 10, chapter 18 of John. Therefore, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. And the slave's name was Malchus. Jesus therefore said to Peter, put the sword into the sheath. The cup which the Father has given me Shall I not drink it? And I look at that and I say, wow. If I've ever seen someone walking in faithfulness, that's where it is. That was hard. That was faithfulness that had to be a decision to say, am I going to do my thing? Or am I going to be faithful to do what I know God wants me to do? Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. And it was actively working in the life of Jesus at this point. Here, he said, am I not supposed to do what God's called me to do? No, I will remain faithful. And here's the awesome thing. In the Scripture, he says, even if we are faithless, when we get to the point where we're faithless, it says God will be faithful. Again, it's not you, it's on Him. Hallelujah. Now I want you to take you to verses 35 through 37. I have studied this passage of Scripture so many times because in it you see something that is incredible. 35, Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation, the chief priests, have delivered you up to me, and what have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting, that I may not be delivered up to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Pilate said to him, So you're a king, Jesus answered. You say correctly that I am a king, for I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who who is of truth hears my voice. I look at this passage of Scripture, (laughs) and I say, wow. Wow. Here's the Son of God, the one who was there with God when he spoke the world into existence. John says nothing was created that wasn't created by him and for him and to him. And yet in this moment, in all of Pilate's arrogance, as he stands and says, So you're a king, huh? Jesus just gently answers yeah, I could have my people come fight, but this is not what it's about. We see sometimes gentleness at such weakness. We see it as being so lack of power. This was such power, we don't even comprehend what power is. As Jesus answered Pilate in such gentleness. But then if that weren't enough, Go with me to John 19, verses 9 through 11. I have turned to this scripture over and over and over again as I have looked at the study of Jesus standing before Pilate. In this passage of scripture it says, And he entered into the praetorium again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, You do not speak to me? Do you not know that I have the authority to release you and I have the authority to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no authority over me unless it had been given you from above. For this reason, he who delivered me up to you has the greater sin. And it says, as a result of that, Pilate began to try to release him. I think Pilate was shaking in his boots, literally, because there was never self-control displayed like that of Jesus. When Pilate looked at him and said, don't you realize I have the ability to crucify you? And he just looks and says, you have no power over me unless it was first given to you from above. Self-control. The Bible says he could have called 10,000 angels. Imagine, we don't have time, but if you read in the Gospels the stories of the Pharisees who hurled the insults at Jesus. If you're the Son of God, come down off that cross. We've never seen such self-control exercised than that of Jesus. Jesus, in faithfulness, in gentleness, and self-control, because the fruit of the Spirit, He walked in, and He redeemed us because He stayed faithful. So as we look at this, as we... Look to what it is that God is doing. It is only by the fruit of the Spirit that we will ever see these nine characteristics displayed. Oh yeah, like a broken watch, you may have love once or twice, but it won't be consistent like it will be in the Spirit. Oh, like a broken watch, you may experience a moment where you felt like you had a moment of joy, but there won't be everlasting joy like in the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of those only happen because of the holy spirit if we relegate the holy spirit to some other thing some other place if we say you know what god we have been so good at doing this gospel thing We don't really just need the presence of God or the Holy Spirit. We can save people. We can get them to sing. We can entertain them. We can get them in the church. We can just, if we do that, there will be no evidence of a witness. There will be no evidence of belonging. And there will be no evidence of how important his kingdom is. Bow your head with me this morning.